0: hey everyone and welcome to the lotus life podcast this episode is all about giving you the tools you need to rock out in this really crazy time and maybe not rock out so much but to feel like you are at ease and in control with your life so i'm going to give you my four stress hacks coming up in this episode to help you rise into your highest self to take ownership of your emotions, and to really feel like you are at the helm of your ship and you are actually navigating your emotions well so that they don't take over on you. Thanks so much for being here. Let's go ahead and get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Lotus Life Podcast. How are you? And I sincerely mean that question. How are you doing? This has been a wild crazy ride these past 2 years and I think it's time that we pump the brakes and just sit with what we're feeling for a second. So this podcast today is all about talking to you about burnout and the stress that we are feeling collectively. I mean if you're looking around wondering what the hell's wrong with the world What's wrong with everyone? And and you know, you might be someone like me, who's really a positive thinker, and I I tend to always see the positive side of things, even in a pandemic, which can really be a good life skill to have during very dark times. But not everyone has that, and also I do wax and wane. I am someone that you know I don't always have a positive outlook, and so these challenging times. Really get down on me too. So, I wanted to speak to the full gamut. If you are feeling incredibly burnt out right now, frustrated beyond belief, so, so over COVID, so over the state of the world, so over do we wear a mask? Do we not? Should I get vaccinated? Should I not? Some family members, like everything that goes on with this, that has really robbed us. From our normal well-being and our routines, they were so disrupted. And as soon as it feels like, you know, we've got a sneak uh, into a normal life again, it's like something, something disrupts it again. So first of all, I want to say if that's you, which of course it is to some degree, I hear you and I see you and know that you're not alone. And I think that's really important to let in. You are not alone in your feelings. You might be feeling it a little bit differently, but we are all stressed out to some degree. And this podcast, the reason I'm making it is because I've been using really good tools for a while pre-pandemic that set me up really nicely so that when the pandemic hit, of course, I was shook like all of you, but I recovered quickly and use these mind hacks and life hacks, these tools I want to give to you right now to help me cope with and work through the stress of the pandemic. And really, when I say the stress of the pandemic, if I want to even step it back and take a larger perspective, what I'm really talking about is dealing with the unknown, dealing with dramatic changes. It can be so difficult to understand and navigate it. But I want to give you some hope right now that one of your greatest gifts you have yet to uncover inside of you. And it's something that human beings do really well. We're just not taught that we do it really well. And we're also not taught to do it at all. And that biggest gift is being okay with the unknown. And I know you're hearing that and you're like, that's the opposite of what I'm good at, actually. I suck at the unknown and I hear you. I'm I'm there with you. My first reaction is, I really want to know the plan before I say yes. I would love to know how this is all going to go before I commit to something, but that's just not how life is. And quite honestly, some of the most exciting moments in your life are going to require that you jump in and say yes, jump in with both feet before you understand fully the assignment. That's because life is full of unknowns. Life is a constantly changing beast. And if you're someone who can learn to go with the flow a little bit more, or when life is really shit on you, like it's shit on all of us right now, if you can step up and be resilient by using some life hack and mind mind hack tools, you're going to be in such a better spot than most people. And I just want to say this too. We can't keep using the pandemic as an excuse. And I know that's probably an unpopular opinion and some people might even feel like it's a bit harsh. Um, I'm saying that to some degree, we have to be responsible for our own actions during crisis, during a pandemic. It's important to look at your actions and how you behave and how you contribute. Is it good? Are you adding to society? Are you adding to some positivity that we all desperately need right now? Or are you adding negativity into the world? Are you feeding into the fear and stress cycles? And and really, where is that getting you? So all I'm saying is it's time we take a really honest look at where we are mentally and emotionally, feel it, digest it, and see how we can just do better how we can rise up to become our, our greatest self. So in this podcast, I want to give you my four stress hacks for overcoming really uncertain and stressful moments. So the first one, let's get right into it. So the very first one is, might be the most obvious, but it's probably the one that gets skipped the most is acknowledge it. I need you to stop what you're doing, like physically stop moving and feel it, feel your feelings. It's so important. We skip this. We go, ah, yeah, there's feelings there, but I'm not going to feel them. I want to find the solution. Yeah. Let's focus on the solution. That's what I want, Kim. And I get it. I also, in moments of uncertainty and fear and crisis, I want to exit the hell out of that as fast as I can too and, and just feel better again. That's a very healthy actually reaction. That's like a valid reaction to stress, but it doesn't help us integrate. And I'm talking big traumatic experiences, like the impact on the nervous system that, that COVID has had because of the duration, and because of the, uh, the magnitude of the disruption it's had. It, it's very traumatic. And that kind of stress you can't just brush off. The best way to deal with stress to this magnitude, to deal with the burnout that you're experiencing, the, is, is actually to go straight into it. It's not to bypass. It's not to do some positive thinking. As great as that sounds right now, positive thinking can really end up being a scapegoat. And if we take that train and we go around with what's really bugging us, we avoid an opportunity to really learn about ourselves, learn what's really bugging us, but two to really learn how resilient you are and how strong you are, and that's the most important change and hopefully gift that you'll get after applying these techniques that you learn that I'm about to that I'm about to teach you. So the first one I've already already mentioned it: stop what you're doing and acknowledge how you feel feel your feelings fully. They need you to do that. Your body is waiting for you to acknowledge what it's holding and it's holding so much. Now that takes some courage. So what I want to suggest to you is that you do this in micro doses. You don't need to sit in one setting and and feel all of 2021, all of 2020 and, and all of your childhood. We want to do this slowly in what I call a churn rate, like you're churning butter. Everyone's got their own churn rate or churn ratio that feels better for them. Some people, um, you know, like, I'm ready. I want to churn everything up one year in one sitting. Let's go for it. I don't mind crying. I don't mind sighing. I don't mind the upheaval of emotions. I feel mentally ready for that. That's a more like seasoned, I would say, yoga practitioner or spiritual practitioner who's comfortable with those waves. Those, I keep saying magnitude, because that's just what it feels like, is magnitude of, of, of earthquake like feelings in your body. That's someone who can handle really high churn rate. But you might be someone who can only handle a very low churn rate right now. You're someone who needs to take it easy because you've got a lot on your plate, you're already really fried or you got a stressed out job, maybe the bills are piling up, there's a lot of stressors on your plate. That's someone who's going to need to take a slower churn rate. Okay, so you got to you got to know yourself and and understand and feel that correctly because what we don't want to do is sit down and expect a lot of ourselves and put that pressure. Like healing yourself becomes this pressure. And if we fail at healing ourselves, we we really feel like we've given up on life. That if that doesn't work, well, then nothing will work. So I don't want you to feel that at all, okay? So what I'm saying is go easy on yourself. Have compassion, go slow through this, and don't expect everything to be healed in one sitting. It's going to take some time. So just expect that. That's good. We want to be able to go slow and integrate what we learn. So step one is you stop, you feel it. And what you can do is you can name what you feel. So you look inside and you, and you sit. What do I feel? And you wait, and suddenly you feel anger, and you label it anger, and then you set it aside. And then you wait, and you feel the next emotion, and it's fear. Okay, label it fear, and you set that aside. And then there's, oh, I don't know, resentment, and then you label that. Okay, and so you keep doing that. And what you're doing is like reaching in and unpacking all of your, your stuff. And we give it a label, which helps the mind feel safe with it. If you do come across some feelings that you don't have a label for, it's just a tacit emotion. It's really hard to put into words. Don't panic. Don't panic. Sit with it. It may take a couple of days until you can really figure out what it is. And and by the time you get there, it may have shifted on you and it's not even a thing anymore. So don't read into those emotions and don't have a word for it. They're just going to feel awkward. I hate them. I really do. Like I'm someone who really likes to know herself, which you probably get for this podcast. And so when I get in a weird funk where I'm like, "Wow, I don't really feel great, but I don't feel sad and I don't really feel melancholy, but I don't feel like excited and I've got drive, but I don't really have drive. Where the hell am I in my body? Words won't help you in that situation. They never help me. And actually, the only thing that really helps are the other three things on this list. So, first step, I said it a million times. Hopefully, you got it by now. Stop what you're doing, feel and label the emotions that you can label. And this helps us really to just take an inventory, do a, 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 an energetic, emotional audit, if you will, of your body. Okay. Step two is. We're going to set the mind aside and we're going to get into the body. Step two is move your body for crying out loud. And I mean anything. Dance, yoga, running, walking, playing with the dog, playing with the kids, going to the gym. But what I want you to really focus on is it's unstructured. Okay. So like just go to run. Don't have a certain mileage in mind or a time that you need to complete it. Just go for a walk in the woods. Don't even have a designated loop that you wanna do. Just go. Um, dancing, don't have a, like a designated like TikTok dance move you gotta do. Just dance and yoga. Have it just be a free experience of movement. And this is really important because when we're in our minds, which all of us are right now, the stress lives there. It also lives in our body. And whereas we can't always erase the stress in the mind because it has such a big story with words about it, what we can do is we can work with the stress that's in your body that doesn't require words. The stress that's in your body is actually all about feeling. And we can unlodge emotions that are like stuck in your body through movement and actually get them up and in the circulatory system and in and out with your breath and the inhalation and exhalation, we can actually move and integrate and, and disintegrate some of the stress emotions that are in our bodies. So it's a nice way to like get some easy low hanging fruit. Whereas the mind is, you know, things are kind of locked And like like in a a museum, it's really hard to get sometimes to the stress that's in the mind because it's so attached to the words and the story about your ego and your personality. Whereas the body holds these things a little bit looser in a sense. And when you touch down in movement, what you're really doing is opening up areas of the body that want to be nurtured and loved. And you're going to also, as a result, not only shift these energetic sadness blocks and these feelings of fatigue that are lodged in your lungs or the feelings of fatigue that are in your belly, this heaviness in your legs, this sadness, it's all there in your body. So you're going to start to loosen that up and shake it and stir it up, but you're also going to have fun by moving. You're going to move dopamine through the brain. You're going to have endorphins throughout your body you're going to feel good just by moving. So step two, please, please, please just move your body. I don't care how, just move it. Step three is, utilize the practices that are out there in the world that are actually known to help you heal energetically. So I've got two examples for you. One is yin yoga. And the second one is yoga nidra. Now, if you've never heard of these, there are plenty of videos out there in YouTube world to help you understand what these are, but yoga nidra is incredibly beneficial. And it's more powerful even than sleep on some levels for some people. It helps you restore. It helps you relax. And it helps you shift your perspective so that you and the stressful world that you're entangled with, you start to feel some space between you and the world. And inside of that space, we can begin to breathe. (sighs) Just take a deep breath for a moment. And when we get that space, inside of us, like the feeling of spaciousness and openness, well, that's when we start to feel good again. It's not going to come from a here. There's no space in your brain. The feeling of space comes from your body. And that's why the second point was so important to move. And this third point is utilize the technologies, the systems such as yin yoga and yoga nidra that are already in place that have been in place for hundreds, if not thousands of years, to help you integrate what you're feeling. And I wanna, let's do a little side note to integrate why that word. When we are in our minds a lot, what we're doing is we're living in the story about the world. The body is being annexed and it doesn't have a say when we're consistently in our heads. So when you drop down into the body using yoga, meditation, running, walking, laughing, jogging, dancing, whatever you're doing um, to, to create awareness of your body, to bring it into the picture, you're including the body in the experience of whatever you have in your mind. So there's a partnership suddenly. That partnership is the key for beginning to integrate or digest, I like to use that word to integrate and digest whatever it is you're going through. Most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, we have a really hard and difficult challenge ahead of us. And we hold on to the stress a lot longer than we need to because we're literally stuck inside of these mental loops or the mental story about our stress that we identify with it. And then it's the identification that really we have to. We have to really um, untether from in order to then work on the stress that's there. When we bring the body into the picture, what it does is it creates other pathways for us. It creates other possibilities. We suddenly can feel something, bottom-up processing. We can feel from the bottom-up, the body up, rather than top-down processing which is thinking and then passing it into the body. When we use bottom-up processing, and there's a podcast, a couple podcasts back where I talk a lot about that, um, you will start to understand that the body has its own way of healing. And it can help you out when you feel really stuck in the stress cycles in your mind. Also, and students tell me this all the time in my Monday night manifesting and meditation class that I lead at the studio, They say, you know, I came in here exhausted, thinking I would have no energy to dance. But as soon as I start to dance and I breathe, I find all the energy in the world. It's like, yeah, your mind is limited. The body is not. So that's why we really want to bring the body into our system of how we want to and go about healing our bodies. Okay. So yin yoga, I mentioned for number three, as well as yoga nidra, yin yoga is a softer style of hatha yoga. It helps us to relax. We're stretching we're healing. Um, and there's a lot out there again on the internet for yin yoga, but I would absolutely check out yoga nidra. For deep guided relaxation to help you deal with and work with and integrate, there's that word again integrate your stress. Okay, so the fourth thing I want you to do to hack stress, to get it out of your life instantaneously is to go outside. You guys, nature is incredible. If you don't get outside at least once a day, And walk in the woods or walk by water, you're really missing out on a free resource to help you heal and integrate your stress. What I love about nature is how she is consistent and never seems to be in a hurry. And so much of life is inconsistent and in such a hurry that it's such a nice contrast. It's something that's been there way before, like a tree that's that's been there way before I was born and will be there way after I die is going to be that tree in that same form, in that same spot. And that just kind of it humbles me and makes me feel really small. And I like that when it comes to stress, because stress feels like it's all about me, right? It's all on my shoulders. I've got to figure out stress and I've got to figure out how to heal myself. And I've got to, you know, it's all locked in the mind. When I when I'm with the the trees, when I'm with water, especially. I'm reminded that how I am right now is good. The water never questions: Should I be hotter? Should I be colder? Should I flow less? Should I become an ice, frozen state? Um, should I add more oxygen to me? Should I know? Maybe I should go on an oxygen diet. You know, and water never questions itself. Trees never questions itself. Birds never question themselves. Nature just is, and she's patient, and she's kind. She's fierce when she needs to be, but there's consistent lessons there. And when you get out into nature, what you'll find is you instantly get perspective of how beautiful and really chaotic nature is in a sense, but she's also very accepting and nurturing. I've been studying forest bathing, which is called Shinrin-yoku. And it's the art of Japanese forest bathing and bathing. And the course that I am taking right now the first three or four chapters are all about the research that's out there that's already been done on forest bathing. And there's consistent studies that show by measuring um, participant saliva that those in a control group who walk for 45 minutes every day, for three weeks in a city versus those who walk for three weeks, 45 minutes almost every day in the forest, those in the forest have significantly less cortisol in their bodies than those in the city. And there's also a lot of links to ADHD, overall just feeling happier and healthier. And also those individuals who get out into green spaces and participate in green therapy is what they call it, like being out in nature. Also show lower glucose levels um, and higher natural killer cells, all these immuno, um, immuno cells that need to be there to keep you healthy they are higher in those who spend time in nature. So if that doesn't seal the deal for you, then I don't know. How well, and right now I'm in upstate New York and it's winter and I'm in Oswego in upstate New York. And we just got like 10 inches of snow last night. No excuses. You guys get a hat, get some boots, Get a, get, put your coats on and go outside. The benefits far outweigh the negative here. And actually, I don't know that we have any more time to wait. I just gave you four tips on hacking stress. If you do them consistently, I guarantee I guarantee you immediately after doing these four things, you're going to feel better. But imagine just in one week of consistently adding these four tips into your life. like think about it right now. What would that be like for you? How do you think you would feel after doing this for five days, Monday through Friday? I can guarantee you, you're going to start to feel that integration. You're going to start to feel that space in between you and the stressors of the world. And it's going to help you approach life differently. You'll be less tense. You're going to be more open-minded. All of those things that, you know, you used to be before the pandemic. Want to reclaim part of ourselves we want to reclaim our happiness our sovereignty and our inner peace then try out these four stress hacks and enjoy and I would love to know what you think and how they're helping you please comment below uh, if you're watching this video on YouTube let me know what's working for you and let's share that in the community so we can all celebrate together and I know I'll end on this I know that it, you know, I come across a little bit flippant as, hey, I know everyone's super stressed. Here's these four things that'll erase it all. I'm not saying that. Remember, this isn't going to happen overnight. Our stress is buried deep inside of us and that's okay. It can be there. All I'm suggesting is that you realize that you have tools available to you all of it free actually you can go to youtube for the yoga nidra you can go to youtube for um the yin yoga going outside is free and also stopping and feeling is free and dancing is free i mean there's really no barriers to these exercises that i laid out for you but Going gently and expecting that we'll need to repeat these and make a habit of it will ensure that you start to feel some space between you and your stress. And that's really what these tools are going to do. I'm not saying they're going to eradicate the stress. I'm not saying they're going to completely get rid of it. I'm not saying it's going to prevent more stress from coming. What I'm saying is it's going to change your relationship to your current and future stress cycles so that how we react and behave with stress becomes a little bit more healthy. And and really, maybe we can just be stressed out well, like like be with stress in a good way instead of a bad way. Thank you guys so very much for being here. I love you and I will see you next time.